this episode of Midnight Movie Confessionals for The Irishman starring Joe Pesci, Robert De Niro, Ray Romano is going to be very spoiler heavy. So you have been warned. This episode will contain spoilers. This episode will begin in three, two, one. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. Today's episode, which is kind of coincidental that it's happening right outside the world-famous Rio Theater in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, is also about a movie that just came out just a couple of days ago. But I was able to see it through a special screening today. This movie is known as The Irishman. The Irishman is about a man named Frank Sherman. Frank I have to look again. Frank's, I know it's Frank. I just know he was an Irishman who uh, worked with the mob and worked with Jimmy Hoffa. Now, please forgive me for the quick moment. Okay. It also stars Harvey Keitel. It also star. It's also. It's based on the book I Heard You Paint Houses by Charles Brandt, who I do believe is associated closely with Nicholas Pileggi, who helped make Wise Guy, Casino, and a bunch of other gangster-like biographies that were uh, turned into movies. This one also stars Al Pacino, Rob, and uh, Ray Romano, and Joe Pesci. Thank God he came back. It was stuck in development hell for a long, long time, ladies and gentlemen. But... I want to tell you a little bit about the story. It's basically sitting in a nursing home in his wheelchair, Frank Sheeran, Frank, I thought it was Sherman, my fault, a World War II veteran, is recounting his time as a hitman for the mob, as well as working for Jimmy Hoffa as a member of the Team Street Union. Now, this is going to kind of piss people off because it's about Jimmy Hoffa. Like it kind of deals with a little bit of Jimmy Hoffa. And it should. Now, I may get a little bit of flack here, but I never really liked Jimmy Hoffa, like the, the performance of Jimmy Hoffa in the movie Hoffa by Danny DeVito with Jack Nicholson as the lead role. I never found him that enjoyable as Jimmy Hoffa. Then again, he did look great. Al Pacino does do the performance very well as Jimmy Hoffa. Like, I'm, I'm torn between the two of them right now. I think that... The one on the one side of things, Hoffa was a great film, and then the side of things, The Irishman is just as good. But it's more or less about his times when he's like originally he was delivering a local meat, and he meets a guy that's uh, connected to the Philadelphia crime family in the 1950s. And uh, after getting accused by his company of theft, the lawyer, Bill Buffalino, gets him off after Sheeran refuses to give the judge any names or anything about what, who he was selling his meat to. And he gets introduced to his cousin, Russell, who is played wonderfully by Joe Pesci. And I'm still going to say this right now. Joe Pesci was amazing in this movie. But, uh... He kind of get they get to know each other a little bit. They start doing... He starts to do, uh... Hits for the mob in Philadelphia... While doing so, he kind of gets to meet the head of the Teamsters, Jimmy Hoffa. And while he has financial ties to the Buffalo crime family, he finds out there's a... He's trying to... He's, dug, he's struggling to deal with uh, Anthony... Anthony Provisano, Tony Pro. 
as well as mounting pressure from the federal government. Hoffa becomes close to Sheeran and his family and becomes very close to his daughter Peggy and becomes his chief bodyguard, more or less, in the whole situation, amongst other things. But I feel like if I was to say anything good about this movie, is that I connected to this guy. I connected to Frank Sheeran in some ways because I respect unions and also being part Irish I sort of respect him that way as well maybe I'm biased for respecting him for being Irish but he was one of the few that actually did something different for a change and people respected him for it and well after the election of John F. JFK Russell's thrilled while Hoffa is livid well I can understand why Hoffa is kind of livid because as soon as that happens Robert like Robert Kennedy, his brother RFK, Robert Francis Kennedy, gets named Attorney General of the United States and has like a Get Hoffa sort of task squad, kind of like the gangster squad of the 40s trying to nab Mickey Cohen on uh, racketeering and whatnot. While this guy's just trying to nab Hoffa for the sake of nabbing Hoffa because it's going to give him a big thing in the paper because my brother's the president. I can do what the hell I want because I'm the Attorney General of the United States of America. Wow. There's a lot of things about Eventually, Hoffa does get uh, arrested for jury tampering, goes sent to prison. All Frank Fitzsimmons begins to overspend the group's pen- like the union's pension funds and whatnot, making loans out to the mafia while all this stuff is going on. While and the only way they get him out is due to uh, Nixon. He get he gives Hoffa a presidential pardon, which. Nowadays, you don't really hear many people giving out pardons anymore. You really don't. Like, that's a very, 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 very special circumstance that's now not really given as much. But it is a special thing nevertheless. It is something to know about. Despite his parole terms, uh, Hoffa undertakes a plan to retake the power on top of all the organized unions, try to get back as the teamster boss of all bosses, the capo to copy, in other terms, he tries to do that while, uh, despite the fact that he can't, and more or less with other issues that are beginning to worry Russell, there's during dinner in Sheeran's honor as he becomes, I guess, the Teamster Boss of the Year or something like that. Russell, who's played again, I believe, yeah, Russell is talking to Hoffa about all these situations that, no, you can't do this, you can't go after him, and whatnot. All the while, Frank's just kind of like sitting back enjoying his dinner because he's able to celebrate something, and he's doing that. And I honestly think he could do, like, he should. He should be able to relax. It's his time. While Russell, after the meeting that he has with Hoffa, gives uh, Frank a special gift only himself and his boss have. Gives him a special ring with uh, the head of Lady Liberty, like a gold dollar, $1 coin, almost like a silver dollar coin, but gold, I believe, and almost like a championship ring from like a high school or something. He's given this, and at the same time, everything else is going on, more or less. The fact that 
Hoff is having issues and won't give up anything. He more or less knows. He more or less says to Russell, I know things. And this is perceived as a threat to the mob. While he's trying to gain everything back, gain all his power and whatnot, he decides to say, fuck it, I'm going to go after them myself. No one's going to help me, so I might as well help myself. He does so. He tries to go after everything they have. While in the meantime, knowing this, Frank and Russell decide to, while they're on their way to Bill's wedding, to Bill's brother's, Bill's daughter's wedding, they, uh, seem like his, uh, there's a breaking point and we can't deal with him anymore. And Russell finds a way to get Hoffa's death sanctioned. And this is something that we don't really know much about. We don't, like, Hoffa's disappearance to this day is still always, is always questioned about. No one really knows. Everyone that probably was involved is dead by now. For all we know, the one that's probably sitting next to me on the Sky Train, who I look apart, like one of the rapid transit lines in Metro Vancouver, could be involved. One of the, maybe someone that's listening to me right now could be involved with this, and I could be capped. But I digress. I'm not involved with any of it. All I know is I just watched this great movie, and that is it. I don't want to be contradicted upon because of something else more or less when uh sheeran says he'll be in town early for the day to meet make the meeting they're doing this he arrives later in the day gets stood up no less and meanwhile it has it so um hoffa's foster son chucky o'brien and Sal Brigulio Brigulio and another gangster uh, come to pick up Hoffa they go to this house instead of how it's set up in the movie Hoffa where it's a diner in Michigan in Detroit like outside the suburbs of Detroit they have it they bring him to this house where uh, all the things he's being set up and uh, he shoots off a point blank Frank shoots him his best friend, more or less, point blank range in the head twice. He does so, and then he just disposes the gun and everything and just takes off. Heads back to, heads back home and finds out that it, on the news that Frank's disappeared, like Jimmy's disappeared. And uh, more or less, we don't know, like they just don't know what happened. Like they, like some gangsters also took possession of his body and cremated him so there's no evidence of him being around or anything like he's dead he's gone no one knows where he's at sort of thing but um when they see that Hoff is like his family to see that Hoff has disappeared Peggy who is the closest to Jamie Hoffa out of Frank's kids asks if he's called up his wife like, asks if he's called up Jimmy's wife to like say Hey, I'm doing. I'm so. I, I want to help you as much as I can, but she really knows her father was the one behind it all and never forgives him, which was very heartbreaking. No matter how many times he tried to reconnect with her, she never wanted to. She wanted him away from him forever. Like she wanted to be away from him for the rest of his life. And uh, more or less, as time goes on, he's brought up on bribery charges and some other stuff like that. And uh, 
all of his other buddies are all kind of coming up, like are also arrested and jailed. They're all pretty much passing on into the afterlife as time goes on. Meanwhile, Frank, who's been the luckiest out of them all, still is living somewhat okay, but with some issues with his body. They mostly, anyone that was related to Hoffa's murder began to die in prison, while he himself just, as a lonely man, just develops a relationship with the Catholic priest in the final in the final scene he performs the, la- the right absolution implying that uh, Hoffa's kind of like well Sheeran's kind of expressed his con- like, uh, contrition for his crimes and kind of like said you know what I might as well confess my sins and just get it over with so I can kind of leave this life knowing that I've uh, Lived it fully, and if I die now, I die knowing I was forgiven. And my my closing thoughts. Now, this movie is not Hoffman. This movie is not Hoffman. Not at all. This movie is three and a half hours long, and I condensed it briefly into a thir- around a 13 to 15 minute podcast. This is not like what I did yesterday with Pink Floyd The Wall. As you're hearing this, you'll probably not have known that I did want it on Pink Floyd The Wall as you're hearing this, but you never know. But my final thoughts and my rating on this on this uh, movie was I liked it. I'd have to give it a 9 out of 10, possibly a 10 out of 10. But my final thoughts on the whole movie itself. This movie's not Hoffa. There's probably going to be a lot of comparisons to the movie Hoffa. There'll be a lot of people that want to see it's Hoffa. It's not. It has elements connected to Hoffa. And elements that are connected to, say, Goodfellas or Casino because of Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. And, heck, even Al Pacino did very well in this movie. And I, and the soundtrack and everything else that was a part of it was done wonderfully well. I gotta applaud the Canadian Robbie Robertson for making the music himself. He composed the music and, honestly, he made the movie... Quite enjoyable. I can definitely say, if you have the chance to, if you can watch this on Netflix, go watch it. If you don't have Netflix and this was the only way you could have watched it at a local theater like I did, then I don't know what to tell you. Go get Netflix, I guess. But, again, this movie was great. I have to give it a 9 out of 10. I will definitely say, if I have a... like best of the decade sort of movie list or something like that or anything of this year to give out any sort of awards to this will probably be at the top of the list more or less but enough about that I must be uh, saying farewell and more or less say I'm sorry that this is a very quick review I thought I'd be taking a little bit longer of time with it but Today was just not one of those times where I could do something like that, if I'm truly honest. As much as I wanted to, I don't want to take up too much of everyone else's time today. I will say, though, that if you are someone that is really interested about this movie, go check it out if you have the chance to. You will not be disappointed. It's a long movie. It's a three and a half hour long movie. But like I said, it's a nine out of nine. It's definitely going to get a lot of comparisons to the movie Hoffa with Danny DeVito and Jack Nicholson. But 
I honestly think that this movie, for what it's worth, is definitely worth the watch, ladies and gentlemen. So, until you hear me again, or this is the first time you're hearing me, this is Scott Betson, signing out. Until next time, my ladies and my viewers, end transmission.